What's up, everybody? We're back at the Par Bar, and you're on Island Block Radio, Postal Pacific, where Paradise lives. Once again, you're with us, and we're uh, we are virtual. We have some guests in the house to on some for some topics. But I'm your host, Mr. Rich D. Joining me as always, Mr. Vince T. Yo, what's up, everybody? Doctor himself, Doctor Twisted. What it do? And here at the bar, the virtual Par Bar, we have Derek Mahoney from the Bay Area. What's up, guys? And then also your local teacher here at SCPA, Danny Bloss. Half a day, everybody. Um, man, and we have we have a long we have a lot to talk about, so we're gonna kind of get right into it. Um, I want to introduce uh, Danny Bloss, who's a teacher down here in San Diego at SCPA uh, School of Performing Arts. Yes, the San Diego and School of Creative and Performing Arts. Creative and Performing Arts. I was wondering what the C stood for. <laughs> Um, but he's he's been a guest on here a few times, and he's always talking talked about um, the youth programs um, and community work. And he does a lot of uh, community work within the Chamorro community here. He's been on boards. He's he's represented as as the president, correct? Um, chair of the board of directors for. But uh, also, a with Chetlu, you you did you chair. Were, you chair. Okay, is that what the yes. official title is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Danny's been here a, a, quite a few times, and, and you know we always respect uh, Danny, and uh, and I appreciate you coming back on, Danny. With and pleasure, then Derek man. Mahoney coming out of the Bay Area, or it's Bay Area, right? Or do I need yeah. to say San Mateo? No Bay Area, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> NorCal. And he's been on here for for the last couple of weeks. He's uh, joining us, and you know just talking talking uh, shop. And that's what the par bar is here for, is, is to have the average Joe conversations uh, at the bar or on, on the barbecue pit and, and have civil discussions. Um, so, we had these guys on, and, and uh, a lot of you guys probably heard Danny Bloss' uh, episode a couple weeks ago um, with education, coronavirus. Uh, we also mentioned BLM and... You know some other uh, topics there, and then we also had Derek Mahoney on here, which also talked about BLM, which were two different kind of pr- perspectives on, you know, the organization, the movement, and so we at the Par Bar, of course, we brought these guys on to kind of, you know, just have an open discussion and uh, a friendly discussion on on what we thought as a collective and see if we can like, you know, see where there there's a connection or if there's like a ground or bridge we can create. And, and these discussions and so um you know some of the you out there might be wondering the same things and so i know i am and so I, that's why we have you guys and so i want to thank you guys for coming on thanks guys uh let's start with danny so danny we had you on a couple weeks ago school starting tomorrow for you um we you know how, how's that all going in are you you ready for that i'm ready as anyone can be i guess because everything changed you know right. the final um day schedule was put together maybe a month ago and not knowing what you're going to teach during that time you know how do you plan so you really can't plan until you get some information that came about mm. you know not very long ago and, and and for you i mean as an educator that must be kind of uh is that frustrating to know that you're you're kind of waiting for the state to give you guidance and you can't really prepare your curriculum as, as well as you want to? I don't think of it that way. I think of it that I'm privileged that I even have a job uh, compared gotcha. to others, you know? And if that's my only thing that, if that is my biggest problem, then I need to uh, probably recenter myself into, you know, how best to support our community. But I really, you know, that's, I can't control any of that that you described, mm. so I'm not going to take it on. I'm going to try and control the things I can. Um, that's a great way of looking at it. You're so positive, man. You make me happy. That's what I said, man. <laughs> I don't want to be depressed, man. I do not <laughs> want to be sad, especially for those things that you can control, you know? It's yeah. true. And I got to be in front of kids, and I got to drop a lot of crap in order to be, you know, I've had teachers that come in bad moods, like in, when I was growing up, three quarters of the time. You know, that affects my education. So I really remember those moments. So I definitely don't want to be like that. Oh, gotcha. Um, Derek, up in the Bay Area, you guys, uh, are you guys doing okay? I know there's a lot of fires and stuff up there. Yeah, man, it's, um, 
it was it was it's it's kind of influenced people's plans um uh it looks like they're getting out of control but it, it's it's good i mean uh you as know good as it can be i mean yeah exactly a positive it's yeah i'm not gonna say anything about what's gonna uh, what what's going on right now because we know we're all dealing with it together and there's all this bs and stuff like this so Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Frustrating. So no, any positive. It's yeah. All right. So let's. Uh, wait. Are you guys there? Still there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Feel like everything got muted real quick. Um, nah, you just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, dead air. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into the uh, the subject at hand, um, and we're gonna start off with Black Lives Matters um, organization. Um, or not the organization, but just the let's just generalize uh, kind of the idea. Yeah, the idea of it. Um, so, Danny, you, you had mentioned on the episode you were on uh, recently, uh, Black Lives Matter, and you had said something around the, the lines of, uh, you know, if you can, if you come into, I guess, uh, a ta- uh, a discussion and you you don't believe that Black Lives Matters, then you know you're you're missing the mark. Um, can you elaborate more on that as far as like uh, when you come into just uh, the, the discussion? Um, it's about the history of black bodies in this country and how they have been oppressed and abused since the inception of this country. And to finally say Black Lives Matter in 2016 for the first time after um, Michael Brown was uh, killed in the streets of of um, Michael Brown was in what state again? Ferguson, Missouri. And that's when it first came out. And it was about the lives of and black bodies of men of, are not valued. And Jacob Blake is the latest example of what we see. And so I am a firm ally, co-conspirator of the Black Lives Matter movement because of being a critical studier of history, it is so obvious that if Black Lives, if we don't believe that, then no lives really matter. Okay, and then, and so let me ask you, when, when one says, you know, to me, all lives matter, um, what do you have a response? What's the response to that? That's obvious. We need to live to that standard. We can't get there unless Black Lives Matter as well. Okay. Um, so, Derek, let me ask you. So, the organization in itself, when on your episode, you had mentioned the organization, your very episode, first episode, which uh, I guess I've never read. Um, once again, their... their um, state. state. statement. Which I had read um, that time, and then I actually went back this week to reread it. Um, what is your What is your take on on the organization? If you can wrap that up in like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, first, first thing is uh, I like to to talk about is, is when I when I look to see if I'm following something or if I want to endorse or spend my money on something, I make sure that that thing that I'm going to be buying has a clear mission. That's that's first and foremost. All the biggest companies and organizations in the world that have been successful had started off with one clear mission. Okay, so um, when I started to read up on their... Um, all the jargon that they were using was really, um, I found it really offensive to somebody who held the same beliefs as I did. And um, and and not saying that, that I'm gonna defend, because I believe that, that there has been um, in, a lot of injustice towards the African-American community in the history of America. And it needs to be told that way. But what uh, people don't understand is there's a huge faction out there that that is trying to say that 
No, we don't see it your way. The statistics actually tell us something different, and then everybody's crashing back. And then we have an organization like like this that totally opposes these people's views. Like, not just, like, it's a total 180. And and uh, you're talking about picking polar opposites. And, and uh, the nuclear family... The patriarch, the dismantling of the patriarch, um, basically, um, and there, there's numerous other re- references in there. First of all, like I said, there's no clarity in what their mission is. Then I try to look at what their product they're producing is. It's really hard to trace. The only thing that I see that they're affecting is uh, political affiliation. Like they're helping out their political interests, and that's it. Danny, when when you when you think about uh, BLM, do you correlate the organization with the movement? Um, each Black Lives Matter has a chapter. There's one in Los Angeles. There's one in San Diego. But they are an umbrella group, mm-hmm. and they have to um, have an agreement as to you know what they stand for. Um, but the bottom line with me is that I support that movement 100. percent and um, I don't, their mission is to create a moment in time in this country where black men can survive an encounter with police. It is gone on way too long. And this is a movement whose time has come. And I'll give you an example of why it's so important because of what has happened this summer with George Floyd and it happened for hundreds of years I know the district that I work work in we're giving trainings now on white privilege we're giving trainings on anti-racist education those are the trainings that teachers are engaging in right now we have to change and um there's a lot of change to be made and Black Lives Matter is part of that. And um, I think about intersections, you know, like it's about equality and all these folks are fighting for is the ability that they can live their life. Like every American should live their life, you know, free from being racially profiled, free from getting shot seven times in the back in front of your children. That's, I think we can all support that. And I think it's so easy to find other ways to criticize the movement. And we know that the reality is in front of us, that this is a moment. And if we don't do it now, we have a generation that's coming up that will, because those are the folks that are in the streets now. It's not us. It is those the youth of this country. And through social media and igniting a movement around the world. So... It's either we get on board with the future and start moving down this path or we're going to be that uncle or that grandpa that totally missed it. Okay? And that's my opinion on that. So, uh, just one more one more, one more, time and, and I just, because uh, I, I believe in, in what you just said, you know, I, no reason anybody should get shot in the back and uh, there's no reason why a neck should be put to someone's neck or a knee to someone's neck. But do you believe the organization's mission statement is is accurate in the movement? It, I 100% agree with this organization 100% of the time. All right. Um, Derek, anything um, in regards to some of that? Um, yeah, um, just just I wanted just to correct some things here. Um the first of all are the notions, um, and and I just want to start off by thanking you, uh, Danny, for your dedication to your craft and and then uh, uh, what you believe in. And I'm not a professional uh, on that sense where I had to go in and get my uh, degree, dedicate myself, and discipline myself to do that. But uh, I, I have been working my entire life, and my my claim to fame has always been to. And I told my nieces and nephews this, and and I tell my kids this is that i've been paying my own uh health insurance since the age of 16 and uh um 
um, that's as soon as I as I left school and, and, and decided that I was the only one that's going to handle my own business. And um, so, so that's DBA. I, I have a question about that. I think the question about justice and equality is why you as a 16 year old had to be in that position in the first place is that systemic or so, is that a so you're talking about made? equity so so can, can i go back to, to first of all to to defending why people might think opposite of you because when I, when uh as i left when they hear that mike and brown and, and they go to the facts they saw that the uh that that the attorney general of the state and the district attorney all found that that the police officer had the right he was being threatened mike brown had to reach for his gun not only that obama's same department of justice uh declared that too his department of justice declared that and he that's when he came out and made that statement uh you can't make this up or whatever, whatever he said you know like that's that's that famous uh cut right there you know uh you can't make this stuff up and and uh basically that's it that's incorrect you know that mike brown was not um innocent in that particular instance if if they wanted to get that police officer for for something maybe they could have got him for ne uh, uh, negligence for a lesser charge but it's just because these district attorneys that do the cases they handle the cases uh they get too uh excited and go for a charge that's unachievable so if they want to get reformed they would have gone after charges that were going to stick like okay. this Floyd hold on hold on, hold on Derek. let me let me stop you let me stop you because once again like we're not we're not debating, right? We're uh, we're, we're kind of okay. So, right. So you're right. You're right. So that, and then let me wipe this. So the, the police officer, there's there's a, a group of people that believe that those police officer or that police officer, what he did, uh, the only thing he's guilty of is being incapable of taking him down without using lethal force. That's that's there's a number of people after watching all the tape. So I just want to just uh, whoever's listening to dispel that notion that everybody agrees on one side. It's pretty much 50-50 on who believes what, you know, and and that's 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 all I'm getting to right now. So just to get back to, um, it's obvious that that uh, Mr. Uh, Bloss he believes he he believes equities is the answer, and I don't believe in equity, you know. Equity in terms of 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 what? Of of what's what's to come. Like what? What are we gonna allow? What are we gonna pass? What like what policies? What uh, are we gonna uh, pass now? And it, that's not what it's about to me. I think we've tried those things already, and it doesn't work. You know, um, to me, to me, the, it, there's equality, and there's there's a lot of stuff that you could do by investing into. So the big question is to a lot of people in America: It's not is it is the system needs to be fixed, which is what this party is saying, or this movement is saying, that the system needs to be thrown out, or is it a cultural issue? And in which case, they're still willing to help out if it is a cultural issue. When, when you cultural say, issue you know, like what? Yeah, Elaborate on the cultural issue. Like, okay, to, um, to, to paraphrase Shelby Steele, uh, who wrote White Guilt, who grew up in Jim Crow, uh, America, who is African American writer, you know, um, to, to paraphrase him, he said, when he studied his, uh, and wrote his book about it, um, the civil rights movement and and people and African Americans moving from slavery uh, in into this new world. The only thing that happened was they got they became ashamed that they didn't know how to function in this new world. So when they moved on in all those years, all the way until the civil rights movement and 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 uh, uh, Martin Luther King had to really put the because it was getting too much to handle right he had to focus his his mind against he his his thing was always what is the policy that is holding us back it wasn't all oh because it's not right we got to make it fair you know he always says we don't need a handout right we just need you to you know to make this fair and now all of a sudden it's became now we need a handout because it's been too too unfair 
that's the, the the message has changed. So a little bit ago, a little bit ago, you were talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and um, the things that you look at that that you don't agree with, and one of them was how they are protecting more of their own political beliefs or political stuff. What what is wrong with a group who what you just described right now? Um, with Martin Luther King, how he's looking at what is it that needs to be fixed for us rather than we need a handout, right? So what, what is it that's wrong about a group that their interest is looking towards politically? What is it that needs to be changed to help us? Um, well, are you asking me? Sorry. Are you yeah, because yeah, I mean, earlier earlier you had... Oh, so, so basically, I base it off of this, all right? Um, the, all the, the big studies show that there's three things that you need to succeed in life. And basic, and people think that you need talent and, and, and not that I'm a millionaire, but there's, there's lots of evidence out there of people um, making enough money to last generations just off of discipline alone and just having a job, just a regular job. Okay, so so um, basically what I'm saying are there are three factors that, that help you succeed and get to that point, to that level, right? It, one is you don't have a baby before, before you're 18 or, or before you're married, I'm sorry, out of wedlock. You don't, um, you graduate high school and, and you get a job. Those are the three factors. Thomas Sowell talks about it in great length in almost all of his books. All right. So th those are the things that, that we believe in and that uh, we have to try to invest in. Not to get too long-winded, I'll let Danny talk about that more. But that's the, when we talk about the culture and when we talk about like uh, stuff that they're talking, uh, going up against, that, that's what they're impeding against. All right. So you think when you okay once again let me ask that question so culturally you're you're referring to the black culture no that that's for anybody any culture okay. those are the things that help you succeed in America don't have a child out of wedlock graduate high school and have a job those are the three factors that help you succeed okay so let me let me and this is for my personal question before I get over back to Danny. <clears throat> I mean, when you consider, okay, let's say don't have a child out of wedlock, all right? Maybe that's preventable, you know what I mean? Like, obviously. Well, it, it'll be even more preventable if they get, it, I'm sorry to get excited, there you go. It, it, if they get uh, Planned Parenthood out of all the hoods, it'd be more preventable. Okay. Once again, let me let me say that's probably you know a personal choice, right? A personal choice that you have a kid out of wedlock. But don't you feel like in certain certain situations, in certain environments, that it there's more hurdles to graduate high school, to, to um, get a job? Don't you think there's more hurdles in urban areas? Yes. I do believe that. And that's where we need to focus the money on instead of trying to talk about, you know, defunding this and invest, investing all this bureaucracy that comes from adding all this other stuff. But we need we need to enable companies to come in there and help out with these situations and stuff, you know, so, but these people. Once again, let me let me let me jump on on this. because We talked about this. Me and uh, Twisted talked about this last night. Um, we live in Southeast San Diego, which is, you know, your San Diego ghetto, your, your San Diego ghetto, which is ever, whatever that's considered, right? You, you still have half million dollar homes everywhere. Um, but, you know, our streets aren't taken care of. Our roads aren't taken care of. Our graffiti is still everywhere. So how, you know, who's going to keep that feet, uh, the, uh, the mayor's feet to the fire and make sure shit's done? You know what I mean? Once again, our community isn't really taken care of. And we, I mean, I personally have voiced my opinion to uh, our um, district leader. And I said, hey, we need some fucking street cleanup over here. And she can only do so much. And then who's next? You go to the um, the mayor, you know, Faulkner. He's not going to go. You know, he still has his his rags and riches up there in, in, in La Jolla. He wants, he wants right. that area taken care of because that's where the money comes in. So... That's where I think some of that that equity needs to be. I think we're we're just ta talking about is that you're you're out focusing our our ghettos. I 
think it's more in, in the like there's super urban areas like um like LA and and uh well LA is more suburban but you know like uh New York City, Seattle, um, I don't know how many of them get to live downtown or whatever, or we're close, or if there's projects around there and stuff like that, but, um, like, how are you going to build it up if if you're not going to, if you're not going to give them jobs and stuff to be, uh, well, that's prideful? I think that's what we're kind of yeah. saying. I think right. that's what we're, we're saying is there, there is no investment from Big Corp, right? Like, you know, Okay, maybe in like ALC fucked up that Amazon deal. You know, we barely just got a target near us. Understatement. Right? Yeah, we barely just got a target down here. And that's putting some like taxes back in Southeast San Diego. But still, once again, you know, like I think we're, we're I think that's one of the marks we're missing. If we can agree on there, is that the funding that we're getting in our city, in our urban areas, in our ghettos or whatever, you want to call them. They're not properly getting funded. They're not. So wherever right. the money's going, it's not being allocated properly or it's not being used properly. So what I'd be more worried about instead of the streets or whatever like that, I've been in, you know, enough areas, the hood hanging out in, in, in the hood to know what it, it feels like over there, right? Right. So, but I think I'm more worried about the um, the schools. And I'm more worried so about. So let me let me jump over to Danny because that yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he's Perfect. a professional. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's his career, guys. There was a lot yeah. of things that were said that need to be addressed. Right. And so I just been waiting patiently. And yeah. thank you for allowing my time. I will be as as quick as possible. No, no. You you have your three minutes. Go for it. Okay. The first thing is this: we talked about um, equity and equality. Equality is giving giving everyone a shoe. Equity is giving everyone a shoe that fits. Okay? And so I think equity is by far what we need to be doing versus trying to give people the same things. Um, Derek mentioned like the three goals or the three... Um, things that you need to accomplish then factors that everyone can do and they will be successful i know a lot of black and brown students that have gone through my classroom that did exactly that okay and that's not true that all you have to do is those three things because there's evidence in front of my eyes i've never done a professional study on that but i know who those individuals are and um um, we talked about um, some people thinking that Michael Brown did not deserve justice, that his death was because he may have been bad. Okay? And so that's that. what I think I heard. No, that's not what I said. Anyways, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not quoting. You know, that Michael Brown, I think I heard, was not a angel. I didn't say that. And I'm paraphrasing because you did not quote that. I know you didn't. But my point being is that you said that Michael Brown may have deserved what he got. And I want to go ahead and say this, that Brian Erlacher did the same thing about Jeff uh, Jacob Blake. His teammate wrote this on Twitter. Brian Erlacher posted a void of empathy, compassion, wisdom, and coherence, but full of pride and ignorance, exclamation point. I pray for those who have been blinded by their wealth, privilege, and earthly fame that breeds arrogance in their hearts, and those who refuse to acknowledge racism and injustice, but instead choose to place their energy into justifying it by quickly judging the victim's life as if they themselves are more valuable because their sins are different or weren't caught by man. But God sees all. And one more. End racism, racism and injustice. Hashtag Brian um, by any means necessary. So to think about injustice and then to blame the victim we've been doing that to black and brown lives for such a long time in this country 
And we need to stop blaming the victim. We need to start blaming the system. The system that allows the devaluation of black men's lives out in the streets. And that's where we need to go. Because once we have justice for, for that, we can have justice for other things. But we need to pursue justice. And that's what education should be about. Educating our, our students and the citizens of this district to the world that it is. And then to be that force of change for justice. Everybody deserves justice. Everybody, period. I can appreciate that. Um, Rich, can I get a chance to respond? Yeah, well, let me let me clarify something. So I don't um, one, I, I don't think Derek said uh, you know he wasn't an angel. Um, uh, actually, I know he didn't say that, but uh, I think he was he was saying I think that he was going to, along the lines of of that the district attorney. Um, I was stating facts. Yeah. Um, but no one. But I think the question is that yeah, and I don't think anybody feels like a lot. A life loss is not anything that anybody. Oh no, I do. I don't play that. If we treated it like if this was a one-off, okay, Michael Brown was a what? Michael Brown situation was a one-off. Everything's a one-off, right? That's and what we so believe there, there's no data that states it, it's like uh, uh, burying our heads in the sand and saying that the data doesn't exist that black men lives out in the streets are more at risk than white men's lives and you know that's a one-off I, I, I get it we want to look at things at one-off and I'm going to tell you right now by doing that by not looking at it holistic you're missing the problem and by missing it and not even examining, you're going to fail to address it. And this is going to continue and continue and continue. What there, am I there talking have, about? There have been people that have looked at it in your way, and they and and they existed. If you read Gulag Archipelago or or uh, Dostoevsky's The Devils, you will find out this is exactly parallel to what happened then. Okay, hold on, hold on. This, then, this is a no, no, no. Where, but no, this is, hold on, but let this me, is let a me lot stop. of Americans that feel like me feel like this is what they don't get. We we have seen this already, and it doesn't you. work. I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I think. You know, once again, it, it's a discussion, right? This is this is where we get More heated. More deaths are at hand. We get heated in the discussion and why we can't address what we're talking about and find where the bridge is. This is probably so, what, where most so people are. Hold on, Derek. This is where most people um, most people are missing missing the the points, right? One's going off. I care. I care a lot. I I, I as well as I do. You know yeah. what I mean? And that and I think. Yeah. But I think obviously, Danny, Danny does making too. it look like I don't care. So no, no, no. I don't know. think I don't think he's trying to, to to paint that in that that corner. I think he's trying to paint he's trying to paint the whole picture for for what he, his perspective is, right? And that's what you're doing on, on your end. The the maybe some of the the, the bridge where we're we're missing is that you're painting the picture, but we're not looking at it together, right? Uh. You're painting. Danny's painted a picture. You've painted a picture. You guys are both looking at each other's picture, your own pictures, and you're not seeing it. And 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 I can agree with some of Danny. You know, like okay. honestly, I can. And the reason why I can is because when you see cops interact with brown people, to me personally, and I've seen it with because I've interacted with cops. You know, we're we're just treated a little different. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. I totally agree with that, 100%. So there's, there's, I totally 100% okay. agree with that. So, yes. so so BLM is, is, is a movement that's trying to push for, and this is not the organization, okay? This is a movement. Um, and, and I'm not sure that, you know, um, Danny would agree because, uh, you know, obviously he said he 100% agrees with the organization. Um, but I believe in the movement, which there has to be some police reform. I don't believe in defunding the police. I believe police reform, more community outreach programs created for the um, reform. Um, once again, I don't... Danny, do you happen to know any cops that, that patrol Southeast or SCPA? I do. Um, the school police officer, I do. I know that person personally. Obviously, I don't want to call him out, but yes. Um, and so that that does that same police officer uh, patrol Penn Elementary? 
I, I would believe so because um, I think they have um, uh, different posts that they're assigned to and they probably have to, um, I would think it'd be smart to keep them as close as possible, but I don't know exactly. See, and, and uh, so I was on a game changer with Sean Shepard here in, um, from LA and we had discussed police and I said, you know, I don't know the police, the police who, who patrol my area. And he goes, well, you should. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Walk down to the, the police station and, and try to introduce myself? <clears throat> right? But that's where the police should be here and saying, hey, we're going to have something here in uh, Southeast San Diego where you can meet your police department and kind of get to know your community, your people who are policing your, your community. And then, you know, we have, we, we see familiar, familiar faces and they can meet the community they're policing. You know, don't bring a guy from Colorado who we don't know and he doesn't know this area very well. You know, you should have someone who, who's in this area. Um, that's on, on Danny's side. So that's where I believe in that we need, we do, there is a, there is a difference between things like policing um, and things like equity that we're missing here in Southeast San Diego, right? There, there is certain things, right? Within the, the city, my city, right? Like we were talking about the, the, the sweet streeper, right, Mark? Yep. <laughs> I've never seen a sweet a street sweeper on my neighborhood ever. Like ever. And I've been home since because of COVID. And Mark said, oh no, he comes around like once a week, but he just drives up the middle. Yeah. Real yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. He, he right. He's in and out. <laughs> yeah. Right. He sweeps all um, the trash to right. the sidewalk. So let me jump over to uh, to Derek's side. Um, there are certain things that I believe with Derek um, that he's pointed out that that we're missing as a community, that we are missing personally. Uh, Danny, I'm sure you know that when you have uh, PTA meetings, they aren't the fullest. You know, um, at least I've seen that at Penn. There's lack of, of attention and, and, and- Participation. Yeah, participation from the families. Mm -hmm. And I get it, you know, you can, you can work your nine to five and you may have, maybe mom has a second job, um, but still, there has to be Everybody can't be in that situation in our community. Every single family, when there's only eight parents out of the whole the whole school that's able to participate in uh, PTAs, that's ridiculous. I've been to Mission Bays and it was packed, jam-packed with every parent and every kid. So I don't know if that happens everywhere else, but I can speak for San Diego that we're missing the mark in Southeast San Diego as parent participation and community participation in those events. Um, so that's not, you know, that's not an equity thing. That's a personal community thing. Um, once again, I, I think these are the discussions that our community needs to have. They need to be a part of, they need to get involved and they need to be, be there. You know, they need to be current. Um, Vince T, can you jump on, on, uh, the chat and see, there's some comments we actually have in there. Um, if you could read those. Even the ones that are offending me. Oh no, I'd read those first. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, uh, let me let me finish typing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't press send yet. <laughs> uh, from Kurt Cabrera, uh, the system shouldn't be fully held accountable. We all as humans have responsibilities to see no color and love all unconditionally. The black American community has always set a name for themselves to to choose and to be treated the way they want others to treat them. The next one, he has another one. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Actually got two. Second one is, uh, the black community has always played the victim since slavery, using using that for leverage on why they, amongst every other race, should be treated in a higher regard. That's uh, BS. In elementary, ter in elementary terms, if you want to thug, then you'll attract thugs. You want to, you want to sell drugs, then you'll attract fiends if you want to steal then you'll attract thieves etc uh and then there's one more from him. he said i've been to washington las vegas colorado texas california it's all over the place um first of all you know drugs thugging um everybody does that but it's about policing you know where you see the most polices are in communities of color and we already know what happened with that um, um with the three strikes rule and all of that from the 90s, those laws that we all criticize now, 
you know, that was signed by Clinton, three strikes you're out, that um, adversely affected um, people of color. Okay. Uh, secondly, you, Rich, you talked about the PTA meetings and you talked about who was coming. Yes. Are we, who should be making the change? Should it be the parents who are probably people of color, who are probably working two or three jobs? Or do you think it's the school that should be changing when they should be having their meetings and how often and that type of thing? It is by design um, that this works like this. Can we and, that is, that, please? and then the last thing I want to say, to be colorblind, this was a comment. And I think the person was talking about, I see no color or being colorblind. I am so sorry, but the first thing you see in me when I walk into a job interview is that I am not white. And then the second thing, the expectation has already been set because of this nation's history with race and its history with whiteness. And I'll go back to this theory of whiteness. If you're white, you're normal. And if you look white, that's normal. If you don't look white, you're not part of the norm. And so when you go into a job interview, the expectations are gonna be higher for me. I better be something more. And that is the history of brown and black people in this country having to be exceptional in order to achieve. And I'll give you an example of the latest black president and the white presidents that we have. We had George W. Bush and we had Donald Trump. They, Donald Trump refuses to release his academic records. Barack Obama was um, a president or the chair of his lawyers club at Harvard. And the past two white presidents didn't have that. So a higher expectation of people of color because the bar that they have to jump over in order to be equal, it's not fair. And so I go back to equity. Give people shoes that fit versus just giving everybody shoes. Mm, I hear you. I hear what you're saying I on that now. Um, let me, let me, uh, I'm going to let Derek, uh, you jump back in here right now. Derek, the, uh, your comments on the comment. I don't agree with, with the fact that, because um, first of all, you, if somebody's going to supply people with the right shoes, uh, who's the burden going to uh, lie on? Is you know the somebody's gonna have to pay pay for that stuff, and how do you dissect who who deserves to get that that shoe or that right fit? I don't I don't know what the analogy is gonna be, but I understand what you're trying to say with the analogy, but there's a big faction here in the United States that totally disagrees with that, and um, it's it's not sustainable. Uh, because it just it, we're already like in California being taxed at fifty two to fifty six percent. Everybody here, I mean, it's it's getting to be unbearable, and and uh, the discussion could be ha held in other ways. You know, um, there's a lot of new um, opportunity zones popping up in these different cities. It's just that people are using them for the wrong opportunities. Uh, we need to try to uh, reinvest in in our communities. If you're trying to be innovative, right now is probably the best time to innovate and stuff like that. But if you choose equity, man, you totally discourage innovation. And that's what I'm worried about, you know, and, and it, we're just coming to a standstill. And uh, it's it's not I, I know like my uncles would tell me that they remember going to school barefoot and then it wasn't until a few years in school that they earned their shoes. And then so a family member would, would pitch in, family members would pitch in and buy their shoes so they could wear it to school. I mean, like, this is stuff that, that toughens us up. I know we say it's in America and that we need, we, we're better than this. No, hard work is still the way you get things done. We need skilled labor, not uh, people that want minimum wage and, and uh, uh, to be raised every year because it doesn't fit their, life, their lifestyle. But doesn't I mean? There's some basic things that we can, we can apply, don't you think? That we to to the home front, like in the in the urban areas, or yeah, 
Uh, so, so one of the things that I think that we really could do in the school is start telling the truth about about history, about different things, you know, because not everybody's going to be like uh, like um, just that one side of the story. We could start adding a lot of like, why does African-American history need one month? Why can't it just be the biggest part of American history, you know? Why does it? Why do they need a month just for that? Why can't it be just like, dude, this is a big part of American history. As soon as we accept that, we could teach it in schools the real way. And and maybe Frederick Doug- Douglass could probably find finally get a, a dollar bill or something, you know, a uh, 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 currency, a coin. I can definitely know? agree with that. Uh, Danny Bloss had that on his uh, his uh, his episode is is teaching history. Um, I I believe right that completely that. Uh, you need to teach all of history. You don't need to teach yeah, but, it, not one. And, but if you if you listen to Frederick Douglass talk, he backs up the Constitution one hundred percent, and so does Martin Luther King. So to have any other choices deviate other. My question is, what is the policy that is racist? Because if you point it out, we will change it. People it's not, will it's legislate not, it. it. I, don't I don't think. think I don't think. Any, I don't think anybody's saying it's policy. Right. So, so then what? What is the? So they just want. We just want as a whole to reform. Once again, it, it's it's no, it's once again, and um, it's hurdles. The hurdles that are created. Why do why? I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not asking you 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 have like uh, legacy money coming down to you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I'm not saying anything like that. Or you 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 know I need a BMW by the time I'm 16 so I could drive to high school. We're not saying that. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm we're not. Just, we're just talking about fair education. You know what I mean? Same standards. Let's talk about the hurdles. Look, just talk about the hurdles that Rich has mentioned right now, right? Good example of that. Why were the Jim Crow laws created? Exactly. Those were were hurdles that were created by white men to keep the black people down because the southern economy was was suffering because of the freedom of the slaves. And that's not long ago, my brother. You know what I mean? Like, that's not long ago. Nope. Yeah, it's still in this in our parents' lifetime. There's, yeah. there's people. There was there's people that would argue that that the, the African American community there was there was more people in their households uh, working when when they were uh, separated. That's say, not saying that segregation is good at all, um, but I'm just saying that there's a lot of books on that, and they you know they studied that. Uh, Thomas Sowell talks about it in great deal. But, yeah, um, what were they working well, on? They were working. Well, yeah, because well, that's going. That's going a little well, bit off it's topic. Because, it's because yeah. it's because it's their economy. It's because their their money they spent it on themselves. Well, they didn't go okay, out. So they, let's bring it back to hurdles, right? Let's bring it back there. Let's bring it. Um, hey, once again, you're on Island Block Radio, Boston <laughs> Pacific, where paradise, where paradise lives. lives. We have Derek Mahoney and Danny Bloss. Um, and, and you know what? I just wanted to also thank you, uh, Danny and, and Derek, again for having this conversation. I know it's sensitive, man, but thank you, you know, Danny. With, with, um, with the year that we've, we've been having and, and everything that's been transpiring, especially in this year, um, you know, I just wanted to thank you guys for having this open discussion. Um, we were kind of talking about some of the hurdles that. Um, the youth have uh danny let me let me ask you uh, on the education side um in your school district you're at scpa here in san diego california um what have you noticed as far as uh, some of the hurdles students might have or do have um let's just look at something that you don't even have to see let's look at uh, d's and f data okay d's and f and I was recently exposed to that data and be happy to share it with you from, my dish, for, from the district in which I work. But um, when you think about the highest numbers of D's and F's, they come from populations African-American, they come from Latinx communities, Pacific Islanders, 20% of Pacific Islanders have D's and F's. And I should have known that. Um, but um, as my first substitute job at Morris High School, I let everyone know as my first day as my substitute that I'm from the island of Guam. And then there was a student, and this was in 2006, says, you're from Guam, you're tomorrow? And I responded, yes. And she responded that I didn't think people succeeded. Okay? And so my point being is this, that was my call. 
And that has been my laser-like focus in terms of improving outcomes for Pacific Islanders and other children. But my point being is why? Why do they have this high numbers of D's and F's? Well, I can tell you, when you come into school, I can ask, and you all have been educated, who are your top five astronomers that you have ever studied or talked about in class? Then, after you think about that, who are your top playwrights that you've ever studied in class throughout your career in this educational system? And I'm gonna guarantee you they are all white. Whiteness is normal. And children of color come into these uh, education spaces, they don't see themselves. Hmm. The story that they're telling is not inclusive of black and brown experiences and immigrants. And in addition to second language learners. But my point being is this, in the education space, we need to change. And you talked about changing, um, and Derek talked about um, teaching real history. I want to agree with Derek in that. But I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a different outcome, Derek. You're going to have black and brown children feeling liberated when they hear the real history of how it wasn't Abraham Lincoln, the great emancipator, who freed the slaves. It was Frederick Douglass, Harriet Tubman, and a whole bunch of black people who freed them damn selves. It wasn't white people that came to their rescue. And that's why we need to uh, teach the true history, because it's about liberation, telling the true stories. And I'm going to tell you what, you teach them the real history, they're going to be more about wanting my goal than to keep it the way it is. And my goal is anti-racist, anti-racist, anti-bias, and moving down that path. And mine was... <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think that's... Uh... Well, I think that's, I, I, I think that's I, everyone's goal, right? Like we all that, want that. That's exactly what I want to put. That's that, that's my goal too. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not offended by anything. I'm not I'm not privileged by any means. I don't have I don't have a, a, a you know mother figure. I have a less of a mother figure than I have uh, two father figures, two men that came into my life. I've been over uh, twenty, probably twenty, enrolled in twenty different elementary schools. Um, uh, I I did. And have that's, uh, that input. Well, that's, I think that's true everything. positive uh, role models I had work 16 hours a day, seven days a week. And I took that at an early age. Is that's what it means to be a man, right? So, so not everybody starts off uh, with with the handout, you know, but it's what you make about what with your handout that that's what, what counts. That's what our constitution protects. And um, I know you agree with Frederick Douglass, but you know, you go back to his speeches he used the constitution to convince uh movement you know and there is uh, i could go off one white person that i could tell you for sure died for the movement uh, john brown not every white person um was was evil and and stood on the other side they needed some help some ways they needed some brave people and john brown sacrificed himself and his sons for the uh to end the disgusting display of safe slavery that was going on and uh so so to you got to make sure the history's got to be accurate you can't swing all the way the pendulum to that side and not explain that that there was white people that helped out and and stuff so yeah we we appreciate all the history let's tell it let's not make let's make sure the pendulum doesn't swing so far that the truth gets told and true the other way you know that's all i'm saying yeah, I think I think uh, we've all we all we all can agree that history needs to be, show every aspect of it, good and bad. Let um, let the people decide what's yeah. worth them. Right, uh, your, your job is to educate and, and and show everything that that's there. Um, Danny, I don't know if you're if you're privy to this, but um, I know in Japan, I had a, a friend who's educated out there. He said that they teach all aspects of Japanese history when, when it comes to Japan's education system. And so they they talk about, you know, what led up to World War II and they say both sides, you know, like, you know, Japan made a mistake and they woke up the sleeping giant and, um, you know, that was the repercussions. Um, they didn't know it was going to be that intense and, and that severe, but, 
um, they show both sides and they say that's something that Japan will never do again. They'll never try to do a sneak attack on anybody or whatever the case is. Um, um, do, would you agree that that's, that would be a better aspect is, is showing both sides, good and bad? You know, in, in history, you should have the American uh, internment camps, right? Like, you should have that Japanese were put in internment camps during that time. You should have that Chinese came here and built the railroads. You know, you should have that information. Don't you agree? Well, yes and no. I will agree with what the last part you said. I don't agree that you should teach both sides, quote unquote, of history. And I'll give you an example of civil war. The reason why we had a civil war was one reason, slavery. It is because after the South lost, they separated from this United States. The ultimate in, um, the what is the ultimate in traitor status? Leaving this country. And the South decided that they're going to rewrite history by saying it was about states' rights. Okay, let me just get this straight. A state should have a right to keep slaves. And so that is the second part of history that people argue about, that we should teach both sides of history, that the South um, well, had a lost cause, that it was about states' rights. That is called um, rewriting history. So yes, I agree that we should teach full history, and history is not static. The more research you do, history is evolving. And so my point being is that I agree with you, but I also agree that we, if we're going to teach history, we need to leave it to the historians. And they should decide who have doctorates, PhDs, not like website readers and saying that they're historians now and that we should teach states' rights about the Civil War. Right. That just totally brings the South off the hook. But remember, the Civil War is about a group of states deciding to break their bond with the Constitution of the United States and we should put their leaders on pedestals. That's the craziest thing. I've never seen a Benedict Arnold statue in my life. And Benedict Arnold was in the Revolutionary War and he was a traitor to this country. Okay? This Southern separation from the United States because of slavery was the ultimate in being a traitor to this country. Let me let me ask you a quick question. Um, and this might be a little bit off topic and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Um, but what do you say to like anybody who has a comment and says that, hey, you know what? Everybody had slaves at some point. Um, I think that you will find that might be true. That doesn't make it right. Right, right. I think, know, I think and, we can and, all agree. I think here in this panel, we can all agree that owning a slave is not right. Sure. But and, how was the treatment of those people once they were freed from being, being slaves also? Uh, they, their treatment for the first five years after the, the um, Civil War was fantastic. There was the Freedmen's Bureau who made sure that all lands that were uh, abandoned were doled out to uh, newly freed um, enslaved people and that they had the ability and the training to succeed. And then I think it was in 1878 or 79, they, there was this very, very um, um, controversial election for president. And I think it was McKinley or something like that, but they made a compromise. Oh, gosh, I wish I had this right. But my point being is that yeah, we, it's very remove, accurate. we yeah. will remove the federal troops from the South so the South can do their own business. And what was their business? To oppress black people. Okay. And so they got what they wanted, even though they negotiated and lost the presidency, they got what they really wanted. So if you want to talk about the Civil War, who really won? Who really won? It wasn't the black folks because we have Jim Crow and we have all these court cases for the uh, Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. Who really won? And we're debating now, should um, Confederate generals be on or off statues? Who really won? It's the South. 
what they wanted. Yeah. Take the net economy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very good point. Um, once again, I mean, I, I believe in the Confederate uh, monuments. I personally believe they should be put in a museum and just added to history. Um, you know, I've never seen too many. Well, I don't know. The Bay Area has a, a, a couple 49er monuments of those losers, so. <laughs> Man, we are already out of time. We did not get to any of the other topics uh, we wanted to get to. That was already about 50 minutes to an hour. We're already here. Um, man, I want to thank uh, Danny Bloss and Derek Mahoney for joining us today. Um, and honestly, in, in keeping it civil, I, I definitely felt some of the passion early in the conversation. And, um, and man, if you guys are, are willing to, I'd like more to, to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Just more I mean, to talk I would about. love to. I would love to have you guys both back on and just um, just continue the conversation and some of the things that we might be able to to bridge gaps on. Um, but I think now that we have the open uh, discussion, you know, let's let's uh, let's dissect like a particular area and let's see what we can uh, come come to uh, maybe agreements on. You know, like um, some common I, ground. Yeah, some yeah. common ground. I think uh, the education system, because Danny's already there, and um, I think because me and Derek are pretty passionate about um, about the education system and, and the youth. That uh, I think that's an area where we can definitely hey, discuss. Just, just, yeah, youth advocacy. I'm down with that, man. You know. Yeah. So, um, man, once again, I want to thank everybody for joining us uh, and, and putting all the information out there and, and also the comments. Um, Danny, want to thank you. Welcome. And uh, Derek, want to thank you. Right on, Danny. Once again, you are on Island Block Radio, Postal Pacific, where paradise, paradise lives. And we out of here. Escalators. Shoot.